So the sermon changed this week because of an incident that occurred in my life, in our life, as a family. And it, it happened Friday night. Uh, we had gone away, Elisa and I had driven out of the yard uh, to go see her mom. And after we left, uh, my two boys left to go watch that awful movie in the theaters right now. <laughs> and then after that, Zoe left to go bowling with the yak. And so there was one kid left at home, but... Um, our little dog, who probably has some anxiety disorders from us going away on holidays for three weeks or two weeks, uh, was worried, I think, that we had left her again. And so she left the yard, and Elisa and I came home, and there was about a half an hour gap between the last one leaving and us coming home, and we're like, where's the dog? The dog's nowhere to be found. So I jump on the bike, and I'm riding down the roads around my house looking for our dog. And, and the kids begin looking around the yard for the dog. I'm looking. I'm looking. It's kind of rescue and recovery. I'm looking for signs that maybe something bad happened to her, or maybe she's disoriented. I'm, I, you know, and, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and um, you know, we're texting Zoe. Did the dog jump in your car? No, she didn't jump in my car. And we're, we're, we're feeling the anxiety of, of, of a dog, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, and... Lots of thoughts are going through your mind, like what could have happened? I mean, there are big birds flying in our neighborhood. There are coyotes that run through my yard on occasion, and I'm wondering what happened to my dog. We stayed up till midnight, um, kind of looking and, and putting it on Facebook and on Kijiji and on Paw Boost and every, you know, like how, and, and, and it's just weird, because certainly if someone found my dog at the end of my driveway, they'd drive up my driveway and say, hey, is this your dog? So it was just odd, and I'm beginning to get this sinking feeling in my stomach and my chest that... Maybe something really bad happened to my dog. At least when I woke up at three in the morning and I'm, I'm looking, there's a window right, a door right by my bed and I'm looking into the little bottom part of the window to see if there's a little head there and Elisa gets up and goes, checks the other doors. No, there's no dog. I got my son and his friend sleeping in a tent. Maybe the dog's in the tent. No, the dog's not out in the tent. Get up in the morning, I get on my bike and I'm riding and I'm, I'm riding and I'll ride all the way to the to 12th Street to see if that dog is in the ditch maybe. You know, recovery mission. And I'm sitting there, and it's, it's upsetting me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm feeling guilty because I'm like, this is a dog. And I'm talking to the Lord. I'm like, well, I don't know why. Maybe it's because we had a funeral here this week, and it's just a little raw. And I'm like, I, I don't want to lose something else this week. We just lost a, a dear brother from our church. And I'm like, I don't want to just experience loss again. And I, I want to you know, show a stiff upper lip to my family, but I'm, I'm feeling a little bit irritated that, you know, and, and upset that, that my dog is missing. And, and I'm biking back from 12th Street back to my house on 3280 Range Road, and, and God begins to speak to me in that moment. He says, Mike, this is probably, how do you think I feel about people, Mike? And I thought, you know, is, is that how God feels about us? He drives up and down the road calling for us to come home, come home. And we don't listen or we run away. Or maybe someone has grabbed us and we can't hear his voice. I don't know what it is or, or some addiction or, or something is keeping us from, from hearing the Father calling to us lost people that says, hey, come home, come home. I've, I've got a place for you. I'm, you can, you're welcome here. You're, you're safe here. You're provided for here. I mean, the Bible does say that God, Jesus says in Matthew 5, consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more, more than they? 
In Matthew 10, he says, Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent? But even the hairs of your head have all been counted, so don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. And God said to me, You know, just think about lost people, Mike. How I long for people to come home. For people to discover Jesus and to know the life that, an eternal life that only he can provide. And I thought, here I am upset about a dog, like just a dog. Like, and I know you dog lovers out there, come on, Pastor Mike. I mean, but really, it's, it's a dog. It's a replaceable item. If she lives a full life, that'll probably be 12 years. I will have to have multiple dogs if I have dogs my whole life, which I probably won't. <laughs> They're replaceable, but people aren't. And it just kind of hit me as I'm riding back, and God says, this is what I do, Mike. And you know, like what was interesting, I just appreciated all the people that like, hey, we'll put it onto our post to saying, you know, hey, anyone see this dog? And, and even like Mickey, some of our friends here were like, hey, I will come help look for your dog. And it was like, really? Because I mean, basically Saturday I was on a recovery mission. I was like, maybe she's in the ditch somewhere. I'm just going to look for her body. I drove out yesterday to go fishing with my boys, and I didn't really feel like going fishing. And, and I look in the rearview mirror, and there's, we have this full-size window in, in our front door of our house. And usually her little head just appears right on the bottom of the window. And she looks out, and kind of like, hey, why are you leaving me here? But I'm driving away, and there's no head in the window. And I'm like, oh. All day on the boat, I'm just thinking, oh, no, I guess she's gone. Someone either stole her or something took her, dragged her away, and, you know, she's gone. As I was fishing, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy a skidoo, and I'm going to run down every coyote within a five-mile radius of my house this winter. I'm just like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, how, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about this sermon. Like, how am I going to preach this? And, but it just made me think about how much God cares for lost people. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And he's in the bottom, just coming off the river, the Jordan River. There's one city there called Jericho. And then you crawl up the hill, up the mountain to Jerusalem. He's going to Jerusalem because he knows he's going to the cross. He's going to die and, and you know, be buried and executed, and then, but then rise again. But as he hits Jericho, there's this massive crowd. They're expecting something big. And the huge crowd, huge crowd, and there's one guy that really wants to see Jesus, but the crowd's not moving over for this guy. It's, it's the local tax collector. No one likes him. Everyone hates him. You know, they're like crowding together. Don't let Zacchaeus in. And so finally he runs ahead, climbs a tree, and he's like peeking up in the tree, watching Jesus come. And then Jesus stops. He's like, yo, Zacchaeus. Yeah, I'm going to your house for supper today. Like, come on down. And so Zacchaeus comes down, little shrimpy guy, and he leads Jesus to his house. He's a notorious sinner, the criminal. The mafia crook of Jericho, basically, is the way all the Jews viewed Zacchaeus. And there he is. Jesus is having a good time with Zacchaeus. And in the middle of the party, or near the end, you know, Zacchaeus gets up and says, like, guess what? I'm a horrible man. I've ripped people off, and so I, I promise to pay them back, and, and I'm going to make this right. And we have no record of Jesus preaching at him or, or giving it to him, but, but suddenly just being with Jesus convicts Zacchaeus to the point where he's changing his lifestyle. And at the end of that account, Luke says, Jesus says this, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came on a rescue mission. He reflects the heart of the Father saying, I'm here to find lost people. I mean, over 30 years ago, this church was started on that premise. We want to be a church in this community that reaches lost people. 
But I was convicted because I was like, have I felt this type of discomfort and angst for the people that live in my community as I did for my stupid little dog? And he invites us onto the rescue mission. We're part of it. Um, usually, search and rescue have a large group of volunteers they call out when there's something that's happened and they need to find someone or search an area. They, they call for volunteers and everyone joins in and you go 10 feet apart and you walk across that field, you walk through that bush and you try to find what you're looking for. And Jesus says, you are my rescue team. And the thing is, we don't want to be a recovery team. We want to be a rescue team to bring the good news of Jesus into our community to people that are lost, who need Jesus. You're like, why doesn't Jesus return? And Peter tells us in 2 Peter, the Lord doesn't delay with his promise, as some understand delay, but he's patient with you because he doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. So God runs up and down the streets of our community, and he says, come home, come home. And sometimes people hear it and, don't, and, and choose not to listen. Uh, our little dog doesn't have a history of running away or of not listening to us. Usually when I call, she comes. And so, you know, but sometimes God calls and we don't listen. Sometimes we purposely run the other direction. Sometimes God's children run away from home. Have you, some of you maybe did that as kids. You ran away from home. Sometimes we, we're already part of the family and we run away from home and we wonder like, okay, you know, I'm doing my own thing, but, but God still pines for us to come home. And Luke tells that story in Luke 15 of the, of this, of the compassionate father who, who's waiting for his son. And finally his son comes home and the father gets up and the son's like, look, I'm not worthy to be a son anymore and just make me a slave. And, and uh, the father says, no, 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 nothing doing. Quick, bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. God celebrates when lost people are found. Now, sometimes you think, oh, I don't want to insult my friends by calling them lost. But what good do you do by letting people stay lost? It's kind of like a GPS, you know, like in your... Have you ever been led astray by a GPS or a pin? We've sent pins to people. Okay, this is where our house is. And like uh, one time we sent a pin to Tammy Smart. She was bringing her girls to our house for a party. And, and then she calls us and says, yeah, I'm just waiting on the deck of your house and I'm petting your cat. And Lisa says, I don't have a cat. <laughs> the pin took her somewhere to the middle of our RM. I mean, so, so sometimes you get the wrong directions. Or maybe you're driving and it's like recalibrating, recalibrating, recalibrating. Some people spend their whole life recalibrating their GPS. And the Father is calling them into relationship with him. It's okay to be lost, but it's, it's not okay to stay lost. And I was like, you know, if my little dog never shows up again, maybe I can redeem her life by having a good sermon illustration. <laughs> And someone this Sunday will, who is lost will be found by the Father. You'll, you'll hear God's voice saying, I want you to be part of my forever family forever. I'm calling you to come home. And maybe you're here this morning because you're like, I'm not worthy to be part of God's family. You're right, you're not worthy. But he, he doesn't base his invitation to you on your worthiness. He bases his invitation to you on his love and the value that he places on your life, which is so much value. You're like, I'm not worth it. You are worth it. 
How do you know you're worth it? Because God the Father sent his son to this earth with a, whole, with a mission, a rescue mission to save you. And you know how he had to save you? By dying on the cross. Do you think you're worth it? If God the Father would be willing to send his own son to die for you, he thinks you're worth it. And if God the Father thinks you're worth it, then we at New Life think you're worth it. And we want to be on the search and rescue mission of Jesus. Telling people that you, you're lost, but the Father has found you. And he invites you, and he will forgive your sins and bring you into his forever family. So I'm driving home from the lake, and I'm like, well, I guess if the, my dog's life can maybe just the story help someone just realize how much God loves them, then, it, then, it, then that's, that is what it is. And we'll find a way to, to just figure out, I mean, it just felt kind of weird because I was like, well, like, like what happened to her? Someone or something took her because like there's just no other explanation. We've searched all the roads and, and there's nothing and we're just like, what happened to my little dog? And, but that's okay because she's just a dog. People really matter more than dogs do. That's, that's what's really, really important. important. Came home, there, there was no, no little, little face in the window. window. As I, I drove last night to my house. I was like, yeah, I guess that's, that's it, you know. I'd kind of given up. Hope. And then Zoe and Elisa come out of the door, and in Zoe's arms is this little brown furry dog. She puts her down, and she runs over to us, and we're like, yeah. So there, there's a good ending to the story. <laughs> and there could be a good ending to your story today. If you understand what Christ did for you and you receive it and believe it, he will give you eternal life and bring you into his forever family. That is what God wants for you to be found, to be discovered, to be valued. And so that's why, like, that's why we do Alpha. It's not because we just want to have more programs in the church. It's because lost people need to be found, and we want to introduce them to Jesus, and we're going to do whatever means we can, and that's one good tool that we use here. That's why we have a youth group. Why? Because there's thousands of teens in our, in our community that are lost, It's why we do outdoor services like this, so you can come and bring your friends, and we can tell them how much God loves them. And even though sometimes we don't feel lovable, God still loves us and cares for us and values us. So today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, and you're not part of God's family, understand the invitation is open to you. He's, he's calling to you. Come home. He created you to be in a relationship with him, and you just need to receive his son, and that is, the, that is the way you discover a relationship with God, through Jesus Christ. And secondly, church family, we are not here just to gather and look at found people together. We're here to, to, to tell others about this good news, that you don't have to keep listening to a GPS recalibrating, that you actually can, can discover the way home through Jesus Christ. There is one way. And he is the way. And we have been given the opportunity to be part of his rescue team, search and rescue. Uh, not recovery, search and rescue. Making a difference in real people's lives. So I hope this week you might feel some of that angst of thinking, man, that neighbor doesn't know Jesus. My relative doesn't have you know, the hope of eternal life. Uh, no, my coworker really is, is, is lost. I mean, I hope you'll feel that. Because I think God wants us to feel his heart for people and his heart for you. 
so that we can share this good news and that people can find hope that only Jesus can provide. And so that's, that's the talk. I'm, I'm not going as long as the guy last week, because so, <laughs> we got to have some fun here, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to belabor this. The kids have been great, and so, team, would you come up? If you'd like to talk to me or Pastor Elijah or Dick, the guy playing bass up here, uh, there's several other guys. We, we'd love to have this conversation with you. If you like, I want, I want to know more about what it means to, to come home, to find eternal life in Jesus Christ. I mean, we'd love to have that conversation. But you, don't, you can just do that in your heart right now. You can believe. And secondly, I, I'd like you to begin praying for the people around you, the people in your life, the people you work with, the people who live near you people you see at the gym or on the field or on the ice rink, wherever, whatever you do, I want you to begin thinking about them and say, Lord, how help them to hear your voice calling them to relationship, to eternal life. And we as a church are going to be moving forward and sharing this message intentionally and, and with, 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 with clear designs that, that people would discover the truth of Jesus Christ. Because we have a ton of people in our community that don't know him. And he's placed us here to, to share his mission, his heart, and that hopefully they can be found like my little dog was found. <laughs> it's a great end to the story, but the better end would be if you believe in Jesus Christ today. The better end would be if, if you felt that burden for the people in our community that God has placed you around. That would be the best ending, that we can reflect his heart. And so would you pray with me as we close this time of the service? Father, I thank you for what you've done in our lives. I thank you just for how much you love us and care for us. And I pray that each person here that's listening and maybe watching online would, would, would just get a feeling for, for, for the understanding just how much you love them, how much their life is valuable to, to you and to others. Lord, where the enemy has come in and brought bad thoughts or wrong directions. May you just move, remove that so that they could hear your loving voice saying, come home, come home. And Lord, for those of us that are home, part of your family, break our hearts for those that don't know you. May we just be bothered, upset, agitated, moved with the reality that people need the Lord, that they need Jesus. And may that affect our speech, our actions, our prayers, as we think about the people you've placed us around. And so mobilize your rescue team here at New Life and throughout the churches in our community as we bring the saving message of Jesus Christ and salvation in him alone. And so thank you for this day and this privilege it is to be here and to celebrate and to worship together. Just... Uh, Commit the rest of our day to you now. In Jesus' name, amen.